Bob and Jeremy's Conflab. The Reality Podcast. So you join me in a kind of meeting. We're having a meeting now, aren't we, really? These days, this is definitely a meeting. Oh, yes. It is, isn't it? And this is our subject today. What is a meeting? We're going to get right into that. We're going to specifically look at the problem with meetings. We're then going to look at some new ways to have meetings and also have some insight from some interesting human beings, some famous, some less famous, but people who know their stuff when it comes to the topic of meetings. What did I just do then, Bob? You set an agenda for this discussion, Jeremy. Oh, my golly. Well done. I didn't slip that past you then. You actually spotted that there was a, using the power of three, a three-point agenda. It's so rare these days. That's the problem. Uh, Nobody bothers to set agendas. So people have catch-ups and one-to-ones and they just talk and nobody prepares for them. And that's one of the reasons why we have so many meetings, because meetings are unformed. And this really is one of our problems that we both share, is we feel that no agenda, no meeting. We shouldn't have one. Why am I there? My brain isn't engaged. What are we talking about? Oh, don't worry, we'll get to it when, when, we, when we get in the room. Well, hang on a minute. I'd like a bit of certainty, please. I'd like to pre-prepare. Isn't that how a meeting would be more productive? Well, one of the reasons that people don't set agendas is because lots of meetings are called on the hoof because something becomes a crisis or an emergency or urgent. And because they haven't organised their lives effectively, they think, oh, God, we need to have a meeting about this to decide what to do. And so that's why there is no preparation or agenda in advance, because they think everyone should know what we're there to talk about, this urgent problem. And bang, in we go. No agenda, and off we go. are Are you saying that one of the core stimuli for a meeting is fear? Well, that's a really intellectual proposition. I would say it's fear of getting things wrong. But I think for some very senior people, and you and I know a few of these, it's fear of being seen to not being doing much. And so actually having back-to-back meetings makes you look busy. Oh, does it ever. I'm, I'm, I'm just wanting, I'm conscious we should separate those two thoughts clearly though, because one of the reasons why I'm calling the meeting is fear, fear of getting it wrong. I want everyone to know. I think there's also that idea of collective responsibility and I'm a leader mm. and I've informed you before I fire you all. I've informed you. Um, what you've then sort of gone into is this idea that this will now stimulate a series of meetings because you now have publicly seen me speak about how urgent and serious this is and how you may be effective. I'm now going into a series of meetings to really work on this back to back. Yeah. Why is it always back to back? If you're back to back, you're not looking at people. I always think it's the wrong expression. It's what you do before a duel back to back. Isn't it interesting that we say back to back meetings? Mm. Well, I was just going to say that this idea of back-to-back meetings has also become very, very popular during the current culture of remote working because you and I are looking at each other now through Skype and using a system to record. But ultimately, we're spending a lot of our time on Zoom, training people, having meetings, having discussions. Um, We are, I would say, having much more time 
face-to-face with people on cameras now than we ever have been in the past. It's, it's ramped up. It wasn't like this. We started off at quite a nice pace um, as we entered into March, April. It has ramped up. Um, and I've sort of been auditing in advance of today. What are we doing? You said that we're having meetings. We are, our meetings are quite short. The average length of one of our meetings is about 15 to 20 minutes when we're speaking to people about the work that we're doing. But I think one of the ironies is the work that we're doing, training people how to coach, training people how to present, training people how to train, how to sell, all of that is meant to then proactively go and affect a customer or a client. I'm concerned that the people we're developing to do that work don't go and do it because they're going to meetings. Um, so our work is designed to go and be proactive and sell something, manage somebody, and then, ooh, they're in a meeting. Well, when are they going to do the work that we've helped them to do? Well, and you could extend that to that very question. When do people who attend all these meetings actually do the work that comes from the meetings they're attending? So are you expected to do a day of back-to-back meetings and then go home and work for five or six hours doing the work that you've agreed you do in those meetings? Or... Do you then come in the next day and go, wow, that was a heavy day yesterday and it's given me all this stuff to do. Mm, I need to have a series of meetings about this to work out how I'm going to do it all. And so you're just perpetuating this cycle Mm. of endless discussion and not actually doing the work. Which leads beautifully into our second point that we've always been talking about. I think our films that we've put on reality training TV are going back a decade at least. No decision, no end the meeting. No. Because people come out of decisions going, right, okay. Um, now, some people listening to this are going, well, hang on, Jeremy, I'm a reflector. I like to go away and really reflect. If it's a decision that we will reflect and return with the decision by email at four o'clock, two o'clock the next day, that's a decision. Some meetings are going, mm, right, okay, well, look, we'll let's return to this. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get a date together at some point next week, and it's loose. Mm. And people don't make decisions. And we've all heard Theodore Roosevelt about his quote on decisions, which we like is the best thing is make the right decision. The second best thing is the wrong decision. The worst thing you can do is make no decision at all. And there's so many people who must come out of meetings humming and harring. And if the meeting is we need to do some research on this specific, specific topic to enable us to make a decision, that's a decision. But there's is a lot is? of people leaving them today not making any decision at all. Mm. Would you like some fun stats? Give me them. So good bit of feedback we had from someone is we'd like a bit more research in your podcasts. So I said, go on then. So this is all really interesting work carried out by an incredible company that uh, have funded and uh, paid for this research. They put digital signs into businesses across the world, mostly in the United States, because a very good digital sign giving information, they say, negates the amount of meetings you ha- need to have. Mm. giving across information they're called visix incorporated and they paid and carried out the research with uh, lots of companies so here's here's one to kick us off since the year 2000 10 percent more time per annum is spent in meetings so if um, you imagine eight eight hours of your day at work in the year 2000 a certain amount of that time was doing work 10% of that time has been stolen daily, uh, or yearly, to go into meetings. So meetings has ex- is increasing year on year by about 10% since the year 2000. 
So that wow. is why we've now got back-to-back meetings because, mm. as you know, don't come to me for the maths, but 10% over 20 years, that's a lot of 10%. So that's probably why some people are doing nothing else. 63% of meetings begin without any agenda. Wow. Not just a few, Bobby, not just half, over half. What a waste of time. It's a huge waste of time, but, oh, that's nothing like the next one, which is really interesting. You talk about wasting time. 40% of meetings don't begin for 30 minutes while people are looking for a space to have that meeting. (laughs) Excellent. So, oh, oh, you're in there, are you, Marjorie? Right. Oh, I'm going to go down the corridor. Damn, there's someone coming in there. Ah, Hold on. I thought this was an important meeting you're having. Yeah, but I didn't do any preparation. Well, yes, this does make me think about some of um, the clients we've had over the years. I've always sort of thought the further you get into the building, the more serious they are about doing business with you. So you and I have spent quite a few meetings sitting in the coffee shop outside of reception. We haven't even got past reception. So we've met, we've had a drink and coffee, we had a nice coffee, had a nice meeting but we were so far down their priority list, mm. we weren't even allowed through the security in. to actually go in. Then sometimes you get in and they get you into a little booth. So you're still ostensibly in public, but you are in a little kind of enclosed modern booth. Yeah. So that's a notch up, you know, and they go and get you a coffee. You go, that's quite nice. Then uh, there's one place we went to where they had these sort of odd meeting rooms that aren't actually meeting rooms. They're just spaces covered in yeah, lots I of know string. Yeah. And, you know, you get into one of those, you think, well, I'm getting there. And then, and then if you get in a glass fronted yeah. room, yeah. wow. But then there's a whole nother load of hierarchies. So you're either in a tiny one with no view, with a horrible picture of someone in a bikini on the wall, or you can, they move you to a bigger one with more people, or, and you know you've made it when you're in the boardroom. You know, you go in the boardroom, you can plug in, everything works. You know, gosh, do you know what? I'm now thinking back to stuff that we've not won. I'm not going to let anyone know who this is, but a room that was a makeshift room, lots of people in, and a disembodied voice of someone who couldn't make the meeting dialing in. Yeah. We should have known. Yeah. Why did we stay? They should have just said, hi, just in our 20 years of doing this. Now that we're in this kind of room, which isn't glass, no string of it, we're not going to get this. <laughs> exactly. Or when we walked into a place and they said, "Oh, I'm really sorry, we're so busy. I couldn't get a room today, so we're just going to be shop. in the coffee shop." Yeah. We should have just said, "But let's just leave it there then." And we, well, we should, so we should have, have just a coffee. Let's around. talk about fi- or, or let's have a coffee and talk about films. Well, hold yeah. on a minute. I thought you were here to talk about your training and coaching. Well, you and I both know you, you want to keep on with the incumbent because uh, they're desperately average and don't show anybody up. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Bob and Jeremy's Conflab, and I hope you send it to somebody who also seems to think that their meetings aren't productive. Now, here is one. I'd like you to guess this one for me. Mm -hmm. The average salary cost for a meeting to take place. Now, this is for very small companies going up to very large ones. Mm-hmm. So you might have two people in a meeting, have 20 people, 10 people, five people. Yeah. The average salary cost, and um, what I haven't told you, which I'll tell you next, is the average length of a meeting. Or did I tell you that? No, I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the average salary cost of a meeting taking place? 
Well, surely it depends on how many people are in the meeting. So if you've it got does, 10... It does, but this is the mean. This is the mean. Um... Or the mode. This is the mode. The mode. The high frequency. All right. Well, let's say that you've got people on, I don't know, um, average salary in the UK is about 27 grand now, something like that. That's about the average salary. So well, you're really going to work it out on you. You're in a meeting for half an hour. I would say it's got to be 150 quid. Well, it's nearly double that. It's 338 pounds when this was calculated. So any meeting is going to cost a minimum of 338 pounds. 338 quid. And that's going so up. If you're if you're deciding to have a meeting, you should be saying to yourself, am I going to get more than £338 of value out of this meeting. It's a good number, isn't it? If I'm not, let's not have it. I personally would make it 337 but anyway. And um, and if I am going to get more than that value out of it, then we should have it. That's a really good yardstick, yeah. £337 worth of value. Well, it's good. I'm now going to share a bit of research, but it's also going to help our listeners. The average length of a meeting is 31 to 60 minutes, but mm-hmm. the interviewers and the people carrying out this meeting, what they learned in a secondary question was... When you fix the time, do you use all the time? And everyone goes, well, yeah. So Mm. this is what Parkinson law states, that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. If you give me 60 minutes to have a meeting, I'll take the full 60. If you give me 30, I might actually still achieve the agenda of the meeting in the 30 minutes and I won't run over. And that's what um, Norman Parkinson who was an English essayist, wrote in his most famous essay about Parkinson's law. So if you give me the time, I'm going to take it. Now, with that in mind, if we're going to have a meeting, that very word meeting, I propose to you, Bob, that I'm going to ask you in some other languages if you'd like to join a different meeting. I'd like to see which one you prefer. Okay, go for it. Guten Tag, Bob. Guten Tag. Um... I'm trying to think of the first bit of I could say in German. Um, I'll cut straight to it. Um, bitte ein Treffen mit ich. Bitte? You said please, yeah. a meeting <laughs> please. with I. Please. A meeting with I, please. <laughs> ich habe ein, ein Treffen mit Sie, bitte. Um, okay. Uh, you could say wir müssen ein Treffen haben. Bitter. That's not bad. Because I think the verb yeah. goes on the end. But anyway. Or I could do entschuldigen Oh, You've really got to work That's on so your... so hard. It's yes. really hard, isn't but it? The point is this. You'll say a treffen is a meeting. Yeah, I'm a treffen, treffen sounds quite nice. Uh, treffen. It sounds like a swift drink. Yes, it does sound like something you would have a refreshment with. Yeah. Ah, I'm okay. treffen bitter. Mm. Give us or, another one. Uh, signoro. <laughs> signore. Uh, signor. Uh, signor. Italian. No, that, that's Spanish, Signore. Yeah, signore. Signore. Signore, por favor. Uh, por favor. Por favor. Uno incontro, por favor. Incontro. That sounds like you're slightly needing the loo. Incontro. I'm, I'm, in, I'm um, incontonante. Okay. Uh, incontro. An incontro. So I quite like that. Yeah, it's good. That's probably from right. the Latin. Yeah. Or, okay. Mon ami. Mm. Maintenant. Une réunion. Oh, a reunion. Oui. But does that only work for people you've met before? What if I've never met you before? It's not a reunion, non, is it? It is. En français, le mot est réunion. A reunion. 
Yeah, it is in Spanish as well, but I can't do any Spanish accents. Reunion. Excellent. So would you, yeah. So with that in mind, that got me thinking mm. that one of the problems with meetings, which is the first point of our agenda, mm. is they're called meetings. Yes, I agree. Why don't we have, at two o'clock on Wednesday, a reunion? And then mm. we're going to have a little incontro dash creative name discussion. Then we've got another thing um, on Friday morning at 10, which is Ein Treffen dash making a decision on the winner of the best design. I don't know, but you see where I'm going with this. Let's stop calling every single one a meeting. Well, also, they are not meetings. They are discussions. They are conversations. They're presentations. That's generally what goes on in these things. That's nice. We're going into a presentation. We're going into a presentation. I'm going into a conversation. I'm going into a discussion. A no, I'm, I'm not going to any meetings today. Oh, lucky you. No, I'm going into a presentation later. Uh-huh. Well, here's a question. When was the last time you and I went into a negotiation? Oh, that's good. Isn't well, that good? You, I'm afraid you did it on your own. Do you remember? Uh, well, that, well, even that even that wasn't a negotiation. That wasn't a negotiation. I, I thought it was, but it wasn't. I was talking to Sooty. But yeah, there absolutely. we are. You know, it's. Um, do we need to explain what talking yes, to we Sooty do. means? So Sooty was so a this- puppet. Uh, who was very uh, famous in the uh, not anymore back in the seventies, and um, the puppet was a bear, and Sooty had a friend called Sweep, and they were controlled by a man whose name was was Mister Corbett. Mm. And sometimes you think you're speaking to Mister Corbett, but no, you're speaking to Sooty instead. And we uh, must credit it. this is lovely training I had from Adrian Webster, um, who's a motivational speaker, wrote the Polar Bear Pirates books. And he used to say, no, be careful, don't go and talk to Sooty. Mm. Do, 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 do. Sue, Sue would be even worse. Oh, no, Sue actually spoke. Did Sue speak, Sooty's friend? Yes, she did, yeah. She did. Yeah. Sweep and Sooty just made noises, didn't they? I, I don't or, think Sooty ever made a noise. No, Sweep could honk, could, could toot. Yes, yeah, and Sooty would just speak into Mr. Corbett's ear. Yeah. So that's how, yeah. that's how interesting it is. But... Um, hmm. No, I a think digression there. But but just to make the point, why don't you call the meeting what it is you're going to be talking about? So we're going to meet. We're going to have a negotiation. We're going to have a pitch. We're going to have a presentation. We're going to have a a tasting, a tasting, a yeah, something, a, a demonstration, a fact find. That's a good one. Um, a research discussion, an elimination. Um, How about that? Oh, that's good. Yeah, we're going into this. We're going to have this this thing tomorrow. It's not a meeting. We're going to do some elimination. Wow. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. um, you will yes. be eliminated. Bob and Jeremy's Conflap. The Reality Podcast.